0: Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 22nd of March 2020. Now I'd like to just mention that you can donate to me during these hard times because I have to survive myself like everybody else during these hard times and you can do so by going to CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com website and once again, bookmark all the other sites I've got listed on there. That's my official sites in case any go down in the crisis. I know my speed and the internet has been clamped down on. And they're putting out stories that uh, they're using it for bandwidth, for this emergency, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. There's a lot going on, and a lot of it is untrue, and a lot of it is true for other reasons. However, you can buy the books at and this, at cutting 3 Remember, they've been awful drag on it as time delivery goes because of the crisis. But you can certainly donate to me and keep me taken over, and you can do so by, as I say, going to cutting through, through the matrix.com website to find out how to do it, and use PayPal, or you can uh, even send cash. There are ways to clean believe you dirt, dirty money, ask the crooks, you know the, you know, the people who make it. And it's quite easy to just get by through the crisis, and if we just keep our heads, etc. So what I'm going to do is a two-hour show right now, and... For those who want the whole two hours, just take it straight from CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com and for those who want to upload and find it more difficult to do all in one go, if that's... most folk won't have a problem with it. If they want to, they can they can take part one and part two afterwards, you know, like two hours split them up if they want to, if, it makes, if it's easier for them. But regardless, I'll put up uh, the complete show on my website CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com and I'll put up the part one and part two of the same show for those who want to take, take half and half, basically. And just before I, I, I get off for part one and the part one show, that's what they mentioned, another inconsistency here too, where all the reports are coming out saying, oh, the younger folk are spreading it to everybody else and, and uh, things like that. It's possible they're, they're carrying it and all. Well, if the asymptomatic young healthy people uh, are going to be a danger to everybody else, then why don't you just quarantine all of them, <laughs> rather than going for everybody else that's a bit older, etc.? And for regarding the quarantine of the young, now remember, for those who are so serious these days, that's a wee joke. Again, even now they're putting out reports that folk who are in their twenties are getting it in Canada, some out Alberta, where I think it is. Which is interesting as well. So, again, cuttingintromates.com, the, the, the whole two hour show, or part one and part two, depending on what you how you, you, you take it down. So, the title of the full two hour talk and part one and part two, if I want to break it up, for those who want it broken up into part two parts, those all be called as sensible guidance by governments banished a plentiful food supply is suddenly vanished. Hope you're all hanging in there during these incredible crisis times And uh, of course, it's not really unexpected from people like myself because This uh, is part of a massive agenda, obviously Probably in the works for a long time And who knows if if they planned the actual date all this would start Or if it was just time to really unroll it during a, some kind of. A, it's hard to even call it a true pandemic in some sense because, according to the definitions, even in WHO and other places, it's hardly at the, the proportions of pandemic to make sense. When you see the numbers, and yeah, I know there's other people too who, who, who ride along the fact that there's nothing happening at all and it's just another flu. But regardless of what the truth of it all is, and I must admit it's incredibly confusing from the authorities for what they have giving you for the data. It's all contradictory, and you wonder if it's all by design. <laughs> it's contradictory because folk can't get a grasp on it at all, not with the figures they give you and all the rest of it. So, anyway, as I say, but big big things are happening, and they're already shouting from the from the rooftops at. Uh, the control palaces, that, that things will never be the same again. The exact same phrase that came out right after 9 11, as you get that through your heads, because it's going to achieve a lot of uh, the goals of the agenda, of course. Um, I remember quite a few years back I mentioned, uh, apart from the fact you'd end up with martial law one day, and you'd get ID for food and all the rest of it, and for your vaccinations, and that you wouldn't, this is back in the 1990s, I said it, and eventually you'll have uh, some kind of something in your wrist or whatever, like a bracelet or something. And it would be up-to-date with all your records your vaccinations. And if, any, if you didn't have it, uh, the up-to-date vaccinations, and they could still use it just with visual ID too, uh, then alarms would go off, just like red alert red alert, and all, like if you weren't up to scratch. And here we are. It's all getting un- unrolled as we live through this, of course. So it's interesting to watch it. And also, to be partly detached from it in some ways, of course, we're all affected by what's happening because uh, the Emergency Powers Acts are unrolled, and that's wartime measures, of course, which people accept generally, most folk accept generally, as, as necessary in a, in a wartime situation for survival. So give up all the rest of your rights. If you've got any left at all, that is. And, and of course, you'll be perfectly safe. And, and they'll take care of you. And I wouldn't count on the latter part either, because <laughs> it's, it's almost idiocracy and laughable uh, at the so-called um, statements from politicians and, and countries, including Canada, big time, big time in Canada, and all over the, the world. This It's the same kind of thing where people who, who really are nobodies, they're not there because they're exceptionally bright or anything like that, and uh, often the opposite, in fact. But they're awfully—they're very cunning uh, as far as getting, you know, getting power, and using power, and getting awfully rich. The ones who roll overs. But to hear that the statements coming out through Mao's is quite something. And and but everywhere you look, you see formulas. And they are formulas. I knew that they'd unroll, unroll them—the NATO type formula. And it's just like the movies. That's where the movies get the idea too. And of course the movies also train you In predictive programming And how to react in such situations By oh, countless uh, zombie movies With pandemics and things like that Until you know it off by heart what's, what's coming next But you go through stages of it And they, they, that's exactly how they manage it Just like the meeting that they had uh, With Bill Gates And uh, Johns Hopkins University Before this broke loose uh, With the, train, the training group For pandemics The ones that would manage it and how they manage the public. The first law of course is never tell the public the truth so it doesn't vary that much from from everyday life without the pandemic really uh, but they really don't tell you the truth uh, and the newspapers which are all on board before it all happens even during the training exercise they had them all on board they said if one should ever break out and that's all social media as well uh, the big ones that most folk use had all agreed to be on board with him to manage the public and much much more than just managing us but the, the key is the, 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 don't tell the public the truth and in the first month or two live through your teeth uh, as the governments uh, and all the different agencies involved including eventually military forces are all geared up to, to manage it but don't tell the public this is happening just kind of Give them vague answers to things, and that's what we've had. And again, as it all happens, as it all happens and and unrolls, you have psychological warfare going on, because that's what these 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 agencies that manage all use, behaviourists and psychologists and neuroscientists, etc., etc. And the the, you know the behavioural insights teams—they've got thousands of these people all over the planet, working in tandem uh, to manage our brains to make sure we do what they want us to do without ever figuring out we're getting used. And that's really a work today, really a work. Number one, there's nothing that isn't known about how to handle and manage pandemics. It's very, very old understanding. The, the medical profession used to always get taught all about it and it's history. They used to get taught a lot of things that are not taught anymore too. And the first thing you do is you see, if you have, if you still have a nation state, that is, if you have a country, a national country, the first thing you do is to safeguard your domestic people, your own people, first and foremost. From getting contaminated From coming in from countries Which have the contaminations That's vital That's the first thing you do And that means that even your own citizens That are outside the country Are locked out for a long time perhaps And it's sad But that's, what you, that's how you And that way and If you go into full lockdown that way Then obviously You're going to at the very, very least rest, Awfully restrict the cases that are coming into the country and when we are not even sneaking in, because there's a lot of ones who sneak in as well during these times. And we know that even from China, but uh, we've lost count on people who who vanish from China uh, until all over countries, neighbouring them too, and over here, uh, the first whiff of this. But the fact is, the first thing you do is you stop all the international flights coming in. Just in a few days ago, I don't know if it's still, I imagine it's still the same Canada, uh, we're using about five international airports to bring folk back and forth all over You could still book flights to to uh, And get to Wuhan, round trips By going to Beijing first and then get another flight and then to Wuhan if you wanted to And for, for about 1200 bucks you, you could get a, a holiday there if that's a holiday for you, if you like excitement, I guess. And you, um, you and it was 1200 bucks, including your hotel and the whole thing. And then you go back the same way you came, basically, and into the country. And there's no questions asked in Canada. Uh, they even had uh, reporters at Toronto Airport asking people coming in every day uh, if they had any restrictions applied to them. Uh, did any authorities stop them when they got off the planes coming into Canada back in from these countries and the, the affected areas? And no, no, no questions at all. No temperature, take nothing like that. And then they, went, they were scattered. Makes no sense. See, there's sense and nonsense, right? And it, make, where it makes nonsense, not sense, which is nonsense, you see. And then, yeah, you, you have to see. And this is the thing they're not stupid at the top. Don't forget, behind every great uh, tactic of terror, <laughs> there are massive businesses and massive agendas already to unravel uh, upon the world, and to be implemented. And someone's going to benefit. Different there'll be different companies, for instance, benefiting. And you can't believe the rhetoric in the stock market for the big companies for vaccines and. And they trial this and trial that and, and trial antivirals, etc. They're all getting billions. They're just got their hands out for, and they're getting thrown billions through by a terrified public via their colluding governments, perhaps. But the first thing is, why would you still have to be bringing planes in knowingly from these affected places? And don't forget too that those who have tested negative supposedly with these strange. Uh, Uh, I hate to call them tests in that way, you know, We would admit that that so many of them are just faulty. Uh, Maybe the public are shocked by that. I don't know. But I can remember the names of the big corporations that got the contracts for years. They were doing the blood work for definitely Ontario and in other parts of Canada too, these, these laboratories. And for years and years and years, they, um, they, they managed a massive, massive business. Guaranteed money, remember. When the, the insurance companies, the, the, this quasi-government oversight in Canada, uh, and uh, you still pay for your insurance, you see. It's taking off your wages, for instance. And businesses have to pay it too. So you have these companies who are making a fortune, off of doing blood work, and a few years back, and I remember it wasn't. It was, it was no surprise to me, in fact, that eventually there was a huge lawsuit against them. And I don't know how it started or whatever. And uh, they were they were they were transferred. The business was transferred to some other company. And the the the, the big one that had been had the contract for years and years and years, uh, almost had been guessing the results. They were putting them through so fast and whole bit and telling their employees. Almost appropriate well, to guess huh? just make a guess like like a flick a coin, and it was that like a flick a coin hmm? and half the t- the tests were positive and half were negative for for any particular thing, which, which it was it was a it was a toss of a coin you see that, that now you see we've been brainwashed for so long, and this is a oh, this is vital to understand through countless ways, through Bernays and, and ideas of uh, uh, corporations that he, that the PR propaganda work for and things like that, it escalated from there through fiction mainly and television programs. Mainly aimed, I know in Britain it was aimed mainly at the women through soaps, like Dr. Kildare and things like that. And, uh, and they will think, oh, what, a, what a wonderful young man, you know. He's a good-looking young man, How oh, what wonderful, no swooning and all that. And this this guy could He didn't sleep. Not only didn't he, because he, he worried about his patients that much. You wouldn't believe it. You wouldn't believe how dedicated this guy was. He wasn't in it for the money, you see. Know? And he he knew that his patients off by who they were, the everything about them, and they were like personal friends, as just instant instant friendship. But he couldn't sleep when he worried. And in the middle of the night, sometimes that you know, it was it was. It was um, Voila! It would just hit them, you know, and, and wow, they, there's the answer to that problem, and and all the women would swoon and say, "What a dedicated young!" Man. They'd all want to be hitched to this guy, you see. And that really did start the ball rolling for for millions of people across the world watching these these soaps. And then, then they got into Emergency Ward Ten, you see, another fictional thing. And there's the emergency staff. But again, now you go into the personal lives of them. They were just ordinary people too with ordinary problems. And and, and amongst all their ordinary problems, you had all the politically correct agendas, <laughs> like, like what do you do in a promiscuous society and things like that. So, and how is it? How do you it? how do you manage any problem, et cetera, et cetera. And that's how you're brainwashed. But the, again, this hospital, you don't want to be in it because everybody in there who worked there they didn't sleep these people who don't sleep like Kildare and all the rest they never have bags under their eyes or anything they never start making mistakes and spilling their coffee because they're half sleeping these people are on the ball I guess dedication just makes you so alert and and well maybe that's the key to health is is to, to love people so much that you're not there for a paycheck it's to help them you see, that hospitals today too are public private. They've been public private for a long time in the socialist countries. And the American companies, if you want to call them American, it's, it's okay. <clears throat> they might not even be American, really, but they're, they're, there's chains of these things across the planet now. And the governments are like, well, in public private, you pay for all the costs of everything, and they take the profit. That's the wonders of it. And if you forget that for a second, that's why they're really there, is for business. It's a big business. You see? Forget all your propaganda. Because it, it doesn't work out that. Again, people are are fallible, obviously. You know, it's not, they don't think so, but they're fallible. And they'll soak up the PR things about who goes into hospital. You see, it, it, it doesn't matter who you are if you're a nobody. You'll never get a, your main name mentioned, in the, but you get a celebrity going in. And, oh my God, we're all concerned about it, oh. Just like the soaps, you say. Or oh, oh, oh my goodness. No, will Jim be back in time for his, his date with so-and-so? This is you're talking about the soap, but he's in hospital right now. Eh? This is the junk you, your head is full of because you're dealing with a business. Now, the business is not even the same business that it used to be years ago. The British system, for instance, had a good national health service initially. And like everything else, it becomes ultra-politicized. And eventually, towards the end, of, and I, I, I can actually see, tell you when the end really was, even though the story pretends it's gone. Uh, but it was so highly unionised in different different parts, so there were all different kinds of unions for different segments of the hospital staff. That things were dysfunctional, and the, and again, too, um, the country wasn't training domestically enough doctors either for the job. So you had all kinds of conflicts between different groups, even people coming in the countries from different parts of the countries fighting with each other in the hospital. I'm um, talking about staff, and then once you bring political correctness into it, and priority hirings, priority uh, promotions, uh, not in other words, people get promoted not for, not for the fact of their abilities, uh, then things go downhill very quickly in, in any area. That's that's sensible too. But the hospital system, in, like in in Britain is a profit making thing for those who work inside on top of the bigger the higher staff and specialists and so on. It's just incredible the that you take home with them. Honestly it truly is. And can is the same. So you get away from this, this doctor called their idea that he's there because they love you. That's why they're there. Right? That you cancel that out right away. And today you don't have in the hospitals the the, the purpose that they were they were founded to help the infirm That's why they're called infirmaries The infirm And folk often get confused With old folks' homes and hospitals A hospital is not an old person's home And so your general hospital Has all age groups within it You see And they're supposed to deal with disease That's part of their function and they have teams of infectious disease specialists that work there and so on. So hospitals are meant to do the purpose that they're, they're, they're there for. However, so much has really changed because, as I mentioned last week and weeks before, and even long, long before that, we, we do live, have a, a, get away from the fictional side of things and look at the real world. An incredible evil prospers because we're trained to be naive and, oh, nobody would do that. Nobody would do that. It's, it's, you understand, there's no weapon made that hasn't been used. That's why they're made. They don't make things to take photographs and stand beside it and, so they can show their grandchildren. And often the, the guys you work with, they don't think they're going to live long enough to have any grandchildren. But in but the, the, the world of science today, the scientists, remember, the new high priests in the white coats. That's that's their uniform, the white coat. And doctors have a stethoscope hanging around, because that was all popularized by movies, by the way, in television dramas, not by reality. Having something hang around your neck like that, if you try to run, if there's a particular code gets sounded in the hospital, is a very impractical thing you do. And if it falls on the floor, it's rather dirty, especially in the hospital. So you don't want you to touch the patients with that after you drop them. And that's so high radio next a bad place. But that, that's what they do. Well I this is what I am, you see. Uh, that distinguishes you from a local grocer who might also wear a white coat, you see. Hmm? He may have a sprig of parsley tied to his lapel. And that's okay. But everything today's symbology and who mm-hmm. you think they are, etc. But people really are not there in this day and age, with the same motivations to help anybody, except maybe themselves and the status. I'm not the first person to mention this, but Professor Carol Quigley talked about it in his book, Tragedy and Hope, in uh, one of the the chapters about the, the up and coming, big middle class in the US, and how the greed factor and the system of the culture was literally dog-eat-dog to climb to the top, that the medical industry would literally go to the dogs, in a sense. And I hate the expression, I like dogs, but it would fall apart because of the greed factor, as everybody rushed into it as a place to get money, as opposed to there to... to, Do you realize the 1920s and even the 30s, up until that period, into the 40s, people who who went into medicine often, at one point, The one time came from the wealthier classes. They didn't need the cash so much. And they did do house calls. They really did. And they did know their, their, their area people, the people in their community. They did know them. You try getting that kind of service today, it's not going to happen. And... The hospitals today are not there just to help people out of any kind of love for, for, the, for the people. They're there because it's a business and they've all been trained today. in the science now, which they've adapted into it, called, you know, situation ethics and bioethics, who should live and who should die. And it's a rather frightening place to go into today. If you'll know, you're already ticked off before you go in. Is savable, not savable, or that they're going to de- determine whether they even bother treating you. I'm not kidding you. That's what it is. And the hospitals, too, by the way, which are into euthanasia these days, is not a place. You, you, you better start thinking and reevaluating what these places are. Hmm? I mean, Dr. Kildare Dare didn't say back in the old days when he was asked out for for He didn't have dates, you see. He would just uh, accept, a, 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 a meeting someone for a, a cup of coffee. That was as far as they went, you see. And uh, but he didn't say, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't make it. I've got, I've got 10 patients to euthanize, you know. It, we've turned a whole different way in direction of what it is today. Tell you even have, and, and I think in Canada, I to you, they had a, an article about a glut, a glut of, of organs harvested Thanks, thanks There's a, there a glowing To t- our, our policies now For assisted suicide Or, or you know, euthanasia. That's what it is And it's probably like a good thing So you have to really, really think about things And so you're, you're seeing in Italy And Italians haven't gone all the way To just see us all as paychecks The patients that is he hasn't, They haven't seen us all it's different, oh, you're savable, but I'll decide you, I'll save you, but I won't save you. According to your social status as well, By that's part of the way gonna save you. I'm not kidding you. As we're all equal in such socialist systems as we have in Canada, for instance. What a joke that is. But you have to get it through our heads, I suppose, that um, it's overwhelmed and we only have x amount or a limited supply of of medications to treat them with, well, we've got to give it to the ones who are, who, who we've got' got a better chance of pulling through right like and they have a whole this checklist of young people blah 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 blah, and, you know getting back to the hospitals where it was for generally the older people who were getting infirm you're not so much infirm when you're young, you see. you become infirm when you get older, and they call them infirmaries. And you did everything you could to save life. Because life at that time was called a strange thing. It was called precious, you see, precious. And people believed that. And you did all you could. Once I went in the hospital, uh, they, they didn't say, oh, they're going to do their best to kill me gently. No, no, didn't. That, was, that wasn't done then, you see. Today they've got special teams that come and see you. And the nicest person you'll meet in the hospital, I met them in the 2016 wound up in there, and I was coughing blood, a similar thing as this thing here. And they had the little team there, and they're looking at you like three monkeys, you know. And so, in the hospital that I went to in Canada back then, the nicest guy who came back, he's the only one who came back occasionally to tell me how it was progressing and how the tests were and all the rest of it. I could tell he was trained and be nice, you see. And he, 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 if, if when he wasn't sure if I had cancers or what the heck it was, I didn't know my lungs were a mess. And he and said, "Well, you know, you can always think about the future. It all depends how you see things, you know." And and I was getting you ready for the big, the big decision, you see. But very pleasantly, so they know how to do it, and they've got they've got training for all kinds of responses from different types of people, you see. And whatever you'd say, he had a immediate response. Okay, you use this response in situation C three or whatever. And uh, I was quite aware of this, and I know what it was. And sure enough, I mean, they had he, he had a, a a kind of clinic place that or a, or a home. They would take people that were uh, on the way, you know, on the, on the big journey, and um, deal with them and so on. All properly, I'm sure. Again, just just like as I said, Silent Green, uh, where the the book is it called? Uh, Charles uh you know, manager there. He, the guy kept the books going and read to him from the books and kept everything straight. Uh, he went for euthanasia and, and had a great send off in a in a world that was supposedly overcrowded. That was the idea. Make room, make room was the book that it came from. The actual movie, Silent Green. And uh, so, yeah, you, you know, I, I, the book had a great send-off, and and nice people talked to him, and nice music was played, and nice all the wildlife scenes were there, and and that was it. You see, that was the end of the book. So we live in a system, really, it's so well controlled today, with so many branches of science. A part, I, my personal opinion is is that we're going downhills, downhill so quickly from the idea of being human by all the the incredible useless degrees that are churned out from universities across the planet. This this is a fairly new thing, this idea that you're all supposed to go to university. Who said that? Hmm? You see, when you had all kinds of factories and, and, and you had all kinds of tech schools as well, as opposed to just having your universities. Germany was a great leader in this. They they, they turned out tradesmen from all, in all kinds of professions, really top-class world people for the whole of Europe, basically. We had anybody else, except for maybe Japan. And you see, factories were so important because most folk <laughs> didn't go to university. Now they expect to go. And you, you can get degrees in belly dancing now, I hear, you know and things like that, all, and all kinds of social politics and divisions of social politics, that it's like multiple divisions of Marxism basically, and, and specialist areas of Marxist thoughts and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and we're falling apart with all this nonsense and they end up that their, ha- and the scientific groups and the study groups and statistics groups have all got their hands out for life in little companies, they join up looking for grants to live on. You see, so they can spew forth. Studies have shown that blah blah blah, and you say, "Oh, that's just so fascinating." You know, I didn't know how many ants did strange sexual things together on a Friday afternoon every once a year. I mean, I could live without it to be honest with. But yeah, this is with the sort stuff they churn out endless rubbish. You see, but then you have the other ones too who work in the labs. Huh? I've read the articles over the years, because once in a blue moon, authorities are so fed up of, of having to pay collapsed uh, loans and grants to these people, or that they're absconded with the cash, where it happens to be, because that's not what it happens to. We'll admit that, that all these things. It, 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 oh, did you know that, that eventually scientists hope to blah 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 and hope to do this? Generally. Countered or turned over, and the studies have found that this does that and this does are, are basically contradicted with subsequent to st- Most of it is bunkum. But they've got to churn something out to pretend that they're actually doing something for their big grants. Well, yeah, that's what it's all about. It's all about that. And how many years have you read that white wine is a good thing, or another unit's a bad thing, and especially try red wine to save your heart? Eh? And then it'll come out after that, oh, it's it's bad to take wine at all if in certain conditions. Then they're back to the white wine again before you know it, then they're right again. It's just an endless circle of the same old reports that saves them even writing new ones for their big grants. It's just astonishing. So again, getting back to hospitals. If you go into a hospital and your friend's going, you should make sure you have an advocate. Someone who will stand up for you no matter what happens. No matter what the doctors tell them. Because they are persuade. But once, who, as I say, who are, are basically trained to persuade you what to do, what they want you to do. They're very good. You'll like them. They, they fit right into a soap opera. You know, they're so concerned. And as, as they persuade you, oh, I guess so, darling. You should have someone there who's going to stand up for you. You know why? To make sure you come out of the place alive. Because it's not the oldest style at all. Of, 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 maybe you maybe occasional. You used to have great country um, hospitals, small hospitals, were more relaxed but people weren't caught up in the rat race, you see, so much. And if you're caught up in the rat race, you're more inclined to become a bit of a rat yourself. And you'll start to adapt and adopt these particular... Memes that go across them. Yeah, people are really are just there's just too many people, and people over a certain age should maybe shouldn't live anyway. You know? And, you know, isn't it sad when you actually hear folks saying this kind of thing in this day and age? Never dawns on them that the the, the the age will get lowered <laughs> until they're in <isn't> it. <laughs> that, no one bothers to read Julian Huxley's ideas for the socialist society. Uh, that was to be controlled on behalf of his elite group that he worked for. They gave they gave you socialism, you see. We'll be your champions. You'll all fall for it, but we'll guide and shape you into the system that we wish to have. We'll dethrone you from your your throne as being a superior creature on the planet, and bring the level of your status down to that of the animal or below. Until basically, they'll tell you your life isn't worth. Ding ding, you know. You little piece of uh, awful protoplasm, you. And that's how things are done, folks. Everything's done with incredible psychology in this day and age. And the Bernays techniques are all through society and all through the so-called professions at every possible level. Now, back to the unfolding of the, I was going to say the Martian law, but it's the Martial law. And a um, little Martian would be pretty good for it too, the God of War of course the word actually really comes from. <laughs> but we are going through a NATO system step by step by step in tandem. As I say, the first step is light the public and pretend nothing's happening. To you, you'll be fine. The second step is when the media th- that's been silent up until then, and uh, uh, or, be, or at least have been told to attack anyone who's saying this could be a problem, and call you conspiracy nuts and so on, who are all on board with it because they're all privately owned cartels who all know each other and work together in clubs on behalf of the governing system, which is not yours. Uh, but then the third step is when they're told, they're told that this, on the same day, they're not in advance, but they're actually given a date. Now it's implemented, terrify the public, and they go into hyper mode, way more than conspiracy theory, you know. And uh, until they, they do a good job of it. I, I listened to one guy who works way up at the CDC in an interview, and he said that. He was asked, to well, aren't you terrifying the public? He said, well, yes, we are, yeah. He said, no, because now it's time to get them to it seriously just to terrify them. And that's what the media is there for, about to be very afraid. But there's nowhere you can get any, any consistent information on this disease Anywhere at all. as part of it too. It's obviously deliberate, right? The idea of not giving you concise information that makes any kind of sense. Have you noticed that? In the same articles, you'll have contradictions, maybe five contradictions on what they're telling you or the facts. In the same article, by themselves, contradicting themselves. And then they'll give you total coronavirus cases, at least the COVID 19, which is now calling SARS 2 COVID 19, they'll give you the total cases sometimes for a province of Canada or a state in the US, as an example, or even a city. So you look at, look at the total, it's okay, okay, wow, okay. But then it'll have after it uh, different categories of it, such as recovered. And you'll see this tiny number, like five out of 400. And you're left wondering, well, okay, did the rest of them die or what? I mean, five of them recover. Who's making this stuff up? Because you would think when you look through it, there'd be an awful lot more folk recovered than five. And you'd have a, a, a justification of why they're telling you this and how many recovered previously if it's done by the day or the week. Because they won't even tell you that. It's like, this: is this today? Is this today's number today? Like 400 new ones got to it? Or is that the total it's been from the beginning? You know, I've never seen anything in my life like this. I really haven't. I'm not the only person that's been, I mean, there's there's other people, there's people in the, in the profession say, what on earth is this? You know? Because that's the first thing you think, okay, 400 people got it, five recovered, okay. And then then you go into the same, same articles by the same authors and the same papers, or, or even government studies, supposedly, or health studies. And, and they'll say that we don't have the testing kits, but we're going to get them. And then, of course, the top ones, they built the top and say, well, well, yeah, we're good. And then, then you say, okay, well, how, how did they, they've got confirmed cases done. And you say, okay, confirmed cases, right? How are they confirming it? Are they do, using what they... So I know they're in Canada they're not using the MRIs and so on like they do in, in China. Every hospital there has got quite a few MRIs. They can really go one after the other, boom, boom, boom. Here in Canada, where I'm, Ontario, literally, I'm not kidding you, like CAT scans, so you, you can be on the books for a year easily. But there, they, they, they can actually diagnose that because you get a particular effect. And a patterning, of in the lungs you can see the patterning of it and in the in the blood or even the tissue samples and so on. So they can, you can do it that way too. But most countries are using, oddly enough, signs and symptoms. Now the signs and symptoms are so incredibly varied. If, if you've got maybe 15 signs and symptoms, or even 20 signs and symptoms, and I've seen that for this thing. You know. You may have, and here's the, the classic sign, but then I'll tell you in the same article that not everyone gets all the signs and symptoms, which is normal in medicine, you know. And then you'll get the, the, these oddball signs and symptoms, that, and a lot of them could be anything at all. And I was thinking about, you know, I know that when this happened and broke out in China in January, China also admitted that the, there were two um, of the like, the, like the others, obviously H5N1, no H1N1, broke out at the same time, these, these flu strains, the, the annual type ones, you know, they're, they're slightly different from the usual ones that you vaccinate for. So yet you, you've got another two strains going through the, the countries at the same time, and, pr- and with along the previous strains, right? And I remember when, when one of the big flu pandemics, you might call it an epidemic, came, came through a few years ago, and I did the stories on the radio at the time, and I followed it closely, because they were hyping it up, hyping it up, and hyping it up. And I thought, well, how are they testing for this one? Because eventually, in quick, quick, um, a quick time period, they actually said, it was announced, that doctors were told that if anybody with a runny nose, and maybe a cough, or maybe a fever, huh? like a head cold, put them down, just this, this take it for granted, that's the flu. And so this massive figure of folk with the flu and at a time when most folk just had a common cold or the sniffles that you wouldn't even diagnose you know in the spring in Canada too you get incredible fungus breaking out even in the snow you know I get that but I, I, I'm so sensitized I just I start uh, you know, my nose starts going and you'll get the mould too, even in the houses, you scrub them because when you've had the, maybe about six feet sometimes of snow surrounding the, the walls of your house and it's going down and down, that that starts to stuff, it really makes a big difference inside the house, on any drywall and so on. And you'll see mould appearing occasionally, that's what happens. Quite common here. And these wooden type houses. Eh? So anyway, again, getting back to the facts, after reading about... Uh, the, the cases for, for Ontario in different parts of the country. And then you realize, no, they're not testing folk. And if you and then they give you this new thing where, you, where you, you, oh yeah, just you all these different places on the internet. And here's the phone numbers too. And you get five different places to phone to get to a, a person who might be a real person and start speaking to you. You can spend days on this thing. No kidding you. So that they'll decide where you have to um, get treatment or not. And they've already done it across the world They're telling, they're telling folk without any, any treatment or, or even testing Just self-quarantine right? No testing But they'll go down and you see as, as, First it's presumed cases And then eventually the presumed bit disappears And they just put it down as confirmed Even though they haven't been seen That happened before as I say With the, the previous uh, two big uh, flus that went through over a few years ago So that's what's happening now too Obviously, if you're not getting that any kind of test, there's an awful big chance you've got some other flu, or a cold, a head cold, and uh, or even that plus the allergies that comes in as I say with the moulds that we have when the snow starts to go down and a bit of warmer weather comes in occasionally. That's very common. So getting put down as presumed cases, you say. The other day, I looked up Pennsylvania for a person who phoned me. I phoned him. Oh, no, he phoned me, here, yeah. And uh, he wanted to know about the, the, what, the, what they're saying in the newspapers about the confirmed cases there. And I had the same kind of... It was identical to Ontario, really, with uh, so many um, cases and presumed and confirmed, right? It said at the bottom... From a government site down there, from the from the, uh, the government local government site, has said we shall know have better results after giving you all these statistics and so on. Right? Better results when when the when the uh, the primary I think it was a primary set of of testing kits are, are, are delivered is delivered. They didn't have the kits they could test. So how how were they confirming it then? because they're not taking them in and out to do what the Chinese have been doing in the West. Our system is so broken with greed, it would take you forever to get an appointment for an MRI test, as an example. There's an awful lot of presuming going on, I presume, as far as I can tell. And yet, as I say, the world's been pe- terrified, 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 like, like never before. We know that the SARS and this is confirmed by China itself, who also, I can remember way back years ago when the SARS came out in 2003, I think it was, two thousand and three, four, and the big panic in Toronto, but it was pretty well through the, the, the Chinese community, you see, and it didn't seem to be catching on amongst other the, the, the people of other different ethnic groups. And it was really bad because I can remember too when um, a lot of Chinese had died in a week or so in Toronto, and the the local mortician as a Chinese mortician uh, they, they came down with it. I think five of them got it, and uh, they were dealing with the corpses. It was so virulent the strain, but uh, again, that was contained, but China did after that do studies, and they, they actually wondered and they said and they said it. That this was a, like a, a bio-ethnic specific strain, like warfare type thing, uh, which is not unheard of. And it's so conspiracy-minded when you have top laboratories like Port and Downs in England that uh, had. Uh, I keep telling people that but the fantastic interview was given, a very very rare interview for a reporter got in, to even uh, even for the breakfast starting in the morning with the scientists as they came in, they were, were talking about their ethnic-specific diseases. As though they were talking about pruning the roses, you know. This was such a common chat back then. So countries can be excused for wondering, what's that, especially when the, these types of rather exotic types of diseases didn't exist before as such, not not, not the way they are now, and not not the way either when you, you, you when you see so many, so many. Again, we're churning out people to be scientists, scientists, all with their hands out, you see, who all want their names in history books for discovering something or, or creating something. And right down to that article I put up before from a Harvard professor who deals with, with training people for biolabs and so on, asking if they should, should be using the laboratories to create potentially deadly pandemic diseases. Well, why are they creating it? Well, the excuse is that, well, he was trying to predict in in a thousand different ways how this virus might mutate. What it's like to me is someone who gets a a basic machine gun, you see. And I say, I wonder how I could could alter this thing. If I jump ahead and see how it it improves in a hundred years' time, all the different varieties that could make with this machine, and then you do it yourself. you know we're got about a thousand barrels all pointing in the wrong directions. That that's, that's pretty well what they're doing in these labs. And they get around the biowarfare treaties by, by pretending, well, we're doing it for health reasons. We're creating brand new diseases to see if this virus might mutate in this direction. The, one of the most terrifying things was when, a few years back, I read the articles at the time too, when there were people out to to try and f- dig up corpses in permafrost from the 1918 flu pandemic. And they got samples. that They revived. And, admitted, and they'd write us how wonderful it is. They had revived the most deadly flu we'd ever known. At least recorded. Uh, not, who knows how long the flu's been around, eh? before people even wrote about it, but ever recorded by us, anyway. And... And how wonderful it was. And the next day, a few years, and it was, I knew it was going to come. Some scientists had uh, altered it yet again to see if this thing could ever, if it ever returned by itself, which was pretty well impossible, uh, then uh, maybe it would mutate into this way or that way or that way, you know. And I say, here we go. And, I, and we're all sitting waiting for it to happen. And there's no sanity here. But again, this is a human problem, obviously, with human people. Uh, doing it, and uh, being lauded as science takes off as the new god. They're the gods, you see. You're not supposed to question science at all. They are telling you what to do. I noticed, too, recently uh, the scientists had informed presidents and prime ministers to ban congregations at churches meeting. Until this is all over, it's interesting that as they impose the the again the laws of the world on the laws of the of the Godhead, eh? interesting. And uh, the train be oh yeah, you better obey or else. Mm. Well, but social distancing. I mean, the churches are pretty well empty anyway. If you're all sitting you know, thirty feet apart, that's pretty safe, isn't it? No, see, there's a lot of agendas getting filled right now. And uh, they never let a good crisis go to waste, as I say. I actually repeat that in so many talks years and years ago from the Council on Foreign Relations. I couldn't believe it. Every, every crisis there was from 9-11 to 7-7 in Britain to um, the bank crashes 7 and 8. These characters of the Council on Foreign Relations, or all Institute for International Affairs, were coming out and saying, oh, you know we could really use this disaster to our advantage. And we could really use this disaster towards uh, to fulfil our agendas. That was one of the ones that said nine eleven. 11 by the way. I didn't know who did it and said it. I've got the article here. But when you look at what's happening now with the companies getting millions and millions from all countries, maybe billions, thrown at them, oh, save us, save us, tax money, oh, save us, and there they go at it. You understand, they don't have to guarantee they're going to create anything to help you. It's great money there. You know, great work if you can get it, isn't it? Mm. And I say, the figures just don't add up at all. Anywhere. I mean, why don't they give you this? Why don't they give you? Well, <sighs> it's a rhetorical question, but why don't they give you a comparison with every report they give you on this one where they're lumping everybody in with all kinds of flu in with it? What the normal flu rates should be? The average, huh? You know? to beat your own mind up. And if it's hammering on some countries worse than others, once again, ethnic specific, you know, ethno-specific. And we do know uh, uh, that uh, the receptors and so on are different, different people in the lungs that, that really activate this type of virus to to start going and become more virulent. But so much of the agenda's what, And yeah, you will definitely, uh, if they can get their way, uh, don't forget there's a big movement for uh, uh, the permanent ID, eh? I.D. 2020, it's called, and that was for Bill Gates involved in it and the usual characters that are new masters we don't elect that just seem to appear and, uh, that, you know, the giants that they make, you know, the hidden masters have come forward and they're telling you, well, you're, gonna, you're not going to drive out anymore and you're, you're going to live this way and you're living austerity because you're rationing coming down the pike and so on and so on. But there's nothing happening in, in any logical sequence. That's what makes folk wonder. Pandemic, oh, why would you still have a jets and you can actually still book them and go around the world to infected ears and then come back in? Huh? that That's, do you really want to believe they're just stupid at top? No, no, it doesn't wash, it doesn't wash. When you see that happening, there's other other motives going on here until they build up enough numbers to make the problem, perhaps. Hmm? And then say, oh dear, we've got a problem now. Well, who would have guessed, eh? It makes no sense at all. And then they're not supposedly equipped for it all. Medical-wise, or even face masks, were told, wise as well. Even though, under, under emergency powers, every year the big agencies in the U.S. is a good example with FEMA. They have massive stockpiles of things to use in all kinds of, of martial law-type scenarios from, from radioactive fallout to any kind of biowarfare to whatever. They have all that stuff. Once again, how stupid are we? We didn't decide to give all the businesses to China. The politicians were told to sign agreements, get in with agreements with the NAFT starting with the NAFTA deal, and then getting expanded. Did what the USMCA, where were they calling it now? Same thing, and have expanded even further with, uh, 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 with Obama's Pacific. RIM agreement for, for for so they're they're involved in it too. It's all meshed into one as they keep just changing names of things. It's the same agenda. You're living through incredible agendas, didn't which never are dropped, never dropped, including the wars against Syria, still going on. And Iran still going on, you know. Even in a, this is a great time to, to really hit them on their when they're on their knees or they're almost on their on their faces actually. And they're hitting them and hitting them and hitting them because there's agendas to be fulfilled. On the list, the peanut group. And then this big business is going to take in. And then just a, a different way of living. What were they on about for years at the World Economic Forum? And they were going to use, and the Club of Rome, and they would use the climate thing as the big bugaboo to bring all these socialistic control policies on on the whole planet. And the last big climate one they had, oh, people are not listening enough. and. Uh, We'll have to get more more authoritarian and demand who can have children and who will not have the old old socialist agendas on behalf of those who ran the Fabian societies from the 1920s, the 30s. That's what they said then they'd do. Nothing's changed. You're looking through incredibly long term agendas, through foundations, etc. And foundations can live for centuries to fulfill the same goals. And they've got all the time in the world to do it. And they train every generation that they hire once they bring them into it to do the work. And then they retire and there's already people taking over. You can't lose when you have that with with all the money in the planet to back you up. Because the guys own all the money in the planet that own these foundations, all of them. But that's what you're living through. So you're living through a system where you're terrified the press is saying, be very terrified. You can't make head nor tails, is why your governments, this is what makes the panic happen, are, are all telling you, be very terrified, but they're not, t- and they tell you to go home and quarantine, the whole, like, just just go home and stay there. With no follow-up, like, okay, how is your state uh, designed to get any food to you, as an example? The folk in the cities have been cleaning out. Some of them are sitting waiting at seven in the morning, now I hear, even in the, in the local cities. They were going to give an hour in the morning. It probably had the same in the States and elsewhere. This is the, 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 the global programs they unleash you. Well, what the old folk? Well, we we'll they tell them they come in at seven in the morning. Eh? All the old folk, you know, all the infirm ones again that they, they want to run. Seven in the morning, and they can have an hour of shopping. Well, <laughs> the old folk are getting stampeded over, but other cues of, of every other age group is just dying to get in. And, and it's mayhem and madness. And you had this farce in Canada, is a really wonderful farce, because Canada is so politically correct, because we're called progressive. All, all the things that you can't fathom at all as uh, existing and being good for you and society, which they'll, they'll always give prizes to each other for doing. Uh, this, well, Canada's, you know, we're different, we won't need all this, this kind of authoritarian thing it is they have in the States. We'll use the, the people's natural good judgment and we'll just tell them what they'll do and they'll do it because we're, we're socialists, you see. And <laughs> but I think we're cleaned out before the states, we're cleaned out with the stores and the shelves and so on. <laughs> it's just, it's just, but I don't blame the people because they're terrified. Government has not laid out anything. So go home and self-isolate in quarantine and we'll make sure we can get food to you and here's how it will happen. Well, no, nothing like that at all. Just go home and stay there and what, starve? Is that the idea? Or like, you know, Canada, you know, just go home and quarantine yourself and maybe you can live in hope or something. Maybe maybe you can just keep, you know, clutching your little red flag and uh, waving it. You've got your flag to keep you warm, your socialist flag. Who knows? Because it's a farce. And you, you cannot believe that the people are just so idiocracy. It's idiocracy. You can't just mis- believe that, no. There's a, always a method, as I say, to the madness. Always. And things that are will, will get pushed in big time. So the, the, this is intended, obviously, was, was the stories. Incons- and this, you know I've had reports of folk, and I understand folk trying to get enough to get through a month, because... They've had no warnings from government or no advice that we're going to make sure after a month. We'll, we'll, no, no, nothing like that. Nothing. Zilch. So it's generally a small minority with the cash, big cash, who are, are literally filling rooms of stuff up. Some guy was on the, the, the Internet with a photograph and, and he's, he's like laying in a whole room of toilet rolls. A room full, you know. And I got a report from, from that, that someone saw a woman with five of these big push carts that you get in the grocery stores, five of them. I don't know if she was linked them all together like a train, pulling them, loaded up like you wouldn't believe. That's how crazy folk are getting right now. And obviously, of course, it's not designed that there's nothing left for anybody else. The government's made it that way, they've terrified the public with photographs from China. About three months and then are showing you how to be terrified and very afraid, and then then we shoot here. With no follow-up as to here's what we're gonna do. And just stay calm. And you see, no one trusts the governments because they're such liars. And I could go on and on about them, but the fact but that that's the basic thing too. Now one thing is for sure, as you well know, some of these world leaders all of them, actually, they're all in their antivirals The stuff that you aren't going to get Or going to get to see uh, They will not get written off at the hospital either to, You're a bit too old or, you know, whatever it is And we're not going to treat you uh, No, no, the, 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 the earth will get moved to save them Because we live in such a class-ridden communist society And in socialist communism There's an incredible hierarchy of, of more important people that's the truth of it. Who love to praise each other and how wonderful they are and all the great jobs they've done and everything, you know. I remember, I can remember giving the talk, talking about euthanasia and all the rest of it and writing folk off as dollars and cents, even though you're paid into it for years and years and years, maybe your whole life, into the healthcare system because they take it off you, you know, the cash. But then they write you off when you, write you, off when you need it. Because of bioethics, eh? Well, who, who, I didn't vote any bioethicists in. And what is it, who was the idiot that came up with? Oh, let's we'll have to decide who should live and die, you know. So it's a good way to go in and, and a world where there's going to be too many of, you know, the wrong people. Hmm. Quite amazing. Eh? So, as I say, keep calm, folks. And, yep, no, you're not going crazy. We're all getting the same conflicting reports, as I say, when even in the same articles by, by say, one author you'll find them giving you about 10 different opinions and contradictions on the same topics and things and statistics to deliberately keep you confused, obviously. Obviously. And following the movie scripts, too, it's wonderful. They're they're going to put up some, these big inflatable outside tents, just like the movies they've trained you into the last few years, you know. And, oh, here they go, to, to scare you even more, I suppose. I can remember in London, well like in London, they're going to put them in the big, big parks and stuff. to make sure everybody sees them. It's just, this is just the strategy they used to get World War II going before it happened. Telling folk to be very terrified and get volunteers to dig up trenches. This was the Royal Chief for International Affairs had stated this. And we quickly had the reports and the records because he was he had access to all their archives. Eh? And, this, and they all got together, all the media moguls, who were the members of this organisation too, all of them. And they work together to terrify the public, see, terrify the public, get them on, b- until they think this really... And then they start hating Germany before the war starts. Get them to hate the, the, the country you're going to get fight with, you see. By saying they're coming and you know, they gas you. Also, oh, let's let's dig trenches in London because we're going to get gassed. That makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? And then they issued gas masks to everybody, even though there was nothing in any r- r- reports from Germany that they're going to gas anybody. But, oh, they're going to come across there in waves of aircraft and just gas you. Mind you, they'd already done H.G. Wells' Things to Come movie, where they did There were the, the, the Freemasonry of the Air. Remember that one? That's in the, the, the movie, in the book, Things to Come. Big, long, procrastinated type of war against some other nation. Guess who it would be? and uh, And eventually... The, the Freemasons of the air would have to go over these little settlements that survived. They returned to kind of barbaric feudalism, and the Freemasons of the air would go over and gas them all. And then they come down parachutes and round up the leaders and stuff, and then create a new world. And that was released in the 1930s too, get, get them all ready for World War Two. And so when you add in, oh, they're all going to get, the German is going to gas you all from the air. You see how they work it out? Predictive programming over and over, eh? So here's gas masks, and every mum had to have them for herself and her children. Every person, It it was a fine to go outside your home without your gas mask and your little tin hat, you know? But definitely without your gas mask, that was a big one. Now the. You don't really see the build-up to it, and so we have had years of movies with these inflatable tents, eh? and, uh, and 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 you never go into them because in the movies I always show you it's horrific. These guys in the suits and stuff, the hazmat suits, and uh, and uh, they have special oxygen and so on, and, and they go people did, who shoot you. If you try to run away, which is the NATO policy, by the way. I hope, I hope you understand that if you don't follow directions and so on. And how many moves you had, too, with, with cullings and the thinning and everything else that got churn, have churned out of there for over the years. Uh, too many of you. And how are you going to bring into austerity? Well, you start rationing things. Why are you rationing things? Because there's nothing left in the stories. Why is that? Because we terrified the public into taking everything in panicking. Hmm. Cause and effect, cause and effect, cause and effect. It's just too obvious, isn't it? So don't think you're come out with this. I don't really believe this, they, d- they really don't want to. I've looked at some articles from some of the big shots and they actually believe that they could uh, continue this for a few years if they want to, a, a step by step with austerity. Just like World War Two. Britain in World War Two, they were still issued ration cards up until 1952 or 53. I do really understand what they can play with, with these sort of games. And now they're talking about the digital uh, rationing card, et cetera. And even having special IDs for your cars if you go to pick up groceries and things, they have they have that all set up already. And even in Walmart, I believe, that there's police out at the moment, eventually i will come to the, to the military. And they'll know how many times you visit that store in that week, things like that, you see. And it's true, some people are so panicked if a man and woman and, and say one offspring and they've all got cars, uh, they're all taking different stores every day, and uh, and then the next day they'll, they'll, each one will change so that there's the different identities. The son will go to a different store that day, and so so they all swap around the stores so they can't be accused of you know. And they're they're literally taking everything they get in their hands. they must be, be borrowing money, thousands of bucks to just keep buying, buying, buying. Eh? It, it's just astonishing. And the thing is, what they don't know is, this is all planned. Even even your panic buying into mass collections of food. It comes with comes a lot of things. But the military eventually, after to go door to door, that's what they do. If, they fall, if they're following, and they seem to be following the book, right, step one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah? Then they go around door to door to see who's been hoarding. And then they take it. <laughs> by me saying that, you see, and they start looking for other places to hide it all, then they're all getting, wa- they don't really know they're getting watched. You probably, you know, people who who used to watch the, the old scientists, scientific rubbish on TV. Oh, well, scientists have put something in this little mouse's brain, or this rat's brain, and, and they've got wooden mazes and things, and and this little, and they give them a little names just for the camera, because they're just numbers in reality for the scientists. Uh, this one here is going to get from here to here, and um, and they've got a little maze to go through from here to here to here, and they've got four choices to make, and blah, blah, blah. And they have predictions after stimulating practice that which way it's going to go. Well, we have neuroscientists and behavioral scientists and behavioral insights teams and we have all social media that's on board with this that's officially pronounced back in November before it supposedly broke out at the meeting that they had there uh, to plan and the emergency. You see, uh, on on a tabletop, you know, scenario as they called it, with the same characters who were to be in control, and they went through all and how the people will react and how they expect them to react right and how they'll uh, lie to them about this and lie to them about that and. And even prompt them this way to do that, and they'll do the opposite. You're, you're getting used and abused and stimulated. You don't even know it. <laughs> you, you see, you're following an agenda <laughs> unwittingly that the master has laid out for you. Hmm? And everyone's photo ID'd in the stores automatically your car is automatically photo ID'd by the cameras on top of the big lights in the parking lots at the, at the supermarkets. And I'm not kidding you, you know. Yes, they do that it's, it's cheap to do. It's not like they're having to put any money out on you. <laughs> Everything's getting done. Matched instantly. Dun, 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 dun. Print up, you know. But can you blame the folks, too, the the ordinary folk? Because I see governments have, have laid out nothing, absolutely nothing, about how they're going to... They're, they're ordering the folk to stay home in some places, right? And yet, they aren't telling them how we're going to get food to you or whatever. And you, do you think that's just a mistake, or they just forgot or something? Everything that happens is very, very deliberate. And professional teams of manipulators, expert manipulators, are working on on you, all of you. All the time. And the first thing is to give up all your rights. Okay, okay. Nine right. eleven part two. Right? You've got little, little goons, goons telling you what to do and how to behave and what you must do next they are called politicians and mayors and things like that. Just amazing. As they come to the, the fore, you know, with their are amazing, uh, amazing and astonishing and astounding declarations of what, you, what they're going to do and how you, you better obey it, you know. If the countries are collapsed, isn't it wonderful of the big unification? As soon as this was announced, this was coming, people, people who were in the World Health Organization as an example, in the backgrounds of it, but but still occasionally public, we're, were rubbing their hands in glee about, oh, this could bring a, a, this really force world government to, to come into being. Yeah. Generally, they call it world governance, but world government, you see, centralized authority on everything: food distribution, water distribution, energy distribution. The technocrats are loving that because they're, they're the energy, you see, and. Uh, a new way of living, right down to Do you realize, just like they said at the last climate meeting, how much one person who gets born, and one child, how much they're going to consume in their life and how much carbon is going to get produced? You know? Oh, it's, it's like a big debt to society before you even start. Well, wait a minute here. Who are these people who are calling you <laughs> a consumer of goods and a producer of the carbon, eh? Compared to themselves always keep things grounded, right? They have no more right to tell you how you live, right? As you have about them. But you have the right to tell them to get off your back. It's been utter hypocrites because it seems to me they're alive at the same time, probably eating a lot more than you are and uh, consuming a lot more than you are and a lot more goods and, and uh, electricity and goodness knows what else, right? When you start getting subservient, oh yes, they're we mean them. They're not are they royalty or something? And if they were, so what? That's you. You're, you've been trained at the next step. And yes, out oh, of this will come. I think you can get austerity really, really gone. This is another massive incentive not to have any children, eh? especially for you lot. From the nations that countries have still intact families, and you can you know who they are. Man, women, and children. And for most families who invest heavily in their offspring, which they do, they're going to be successful. The Western societies have had about a 70-year war upon their brains and their culture, deliberately planned and executed right up to the present state until they, I'm sorry to say, they're finished. Pretty well finished for most folk. And the Western societies, too, had this strange idea of freedom because it came from societies which were feudal, you see, really, really, really feudal, until not that long ago, in actuality. And they would, you, you were trained, you, you had a massive working class, that's what it depended upon, for feudal systems, for serfs that were slaves, basically, you were bought and sold with the land, and, and you know, that was freedom back then. And... You probably well own nothing, because everything was owned by the lords and the manors and all that. And uh, the reality was that um, the stock that came out of that never really got away from it, because, for instance, Europe, and especially Britain, went into a, 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 basically a, an industrial age, forced the peasants off the land by different means into their big red brick cities at the time, where they overcrowded them in these awful crammed in little houses, where they died terribly with, with diseases of all kinds, no hygiene, no, no running water or, or even septic systems and so on. So is that the masters owned the factories, chains of the factories, nothing really changes, and it? Uh, it could get incredible profits with slavery, li- and no rights for the people, of course. Now China's doing the same thing, but but Britain's was different in that uh, it took almost revolutions inside the country to get any rights at all. It took a long, long, long time to get any rights at all. But the people were still kept, they were still kept in in the working-class mentality. And in working-class schools, they never heard about getting their own business started, never dawned on them, in fact. didn't dawn on their parents to get their business started. And how he you do it? They felt inferior. They were trained to feel inferior. And that's the that's truth of it. They never really broke out of it. Even even when the factories were taken away from them too. By the free trade deals made by the Royal Institute for International Affairs. That's who drafted them up, folks. Folk, you don't even vote for draft up all the big things that you have to obey. But they were kept in their working class mentality. And they didn't uh, invest as in te- high-intensive investment in their offspring, because the parents themselves, that's how they were, they they, they pretty well just survived or died, simple, as simple as that. And the universities, even even when eventually it got to um, subsidize university uh, entrance and all the rest of it, and uh, for for a lot of people, they still couldn't afford to leave and, and get put up or have rent somewhere else and buy their books and all the rest of it. So it was, it was still a disincentive. If you didn't have the cash, you just couldn't do it. for most folk. That's how bad it really, really was. That's the truth of it. But if you look at China and India with mass, really intact families still uh, and uh, the high intensity, and high, high intensive investment in their children and then you can see the success right there. Look at the West right now. They're all off to the beaches during this, this so-called break, eh? Uh, where they might come back with more diseases and COVID to pass around. And that's that's where we are. Our, we're, our culture's been destroyed this way. I hope you understand that. Deliberately, too, wasn't it, by accident? And here's the next phase of it as well. Here's the next phase of it. Where so many things can get fulfilled. Oh, they wouldn't listen to the climate change thing. They wouldn't uh, stop. Uh, they wouldn't go into austerity voluntarily. So we make it happen. How do we do that? Well, we we terrify them to clear out all the stores, you know. And it works awfully. I don't, you know. It's a matter what culture you look at. You, you terrify them, they'll do the same things, and they're prompted to do the same things. If the governments say right off the bat, don't worry, we'll make sure that we get food to the peoples and the rural areas too, right? They haven't even mentioned, just, just go home and quarantine and stay there. In the rural areas. Some of the rural areas would have to leave home at, at, at six in the morning to get our 5.30 into the cities to get the food. And by that time, it's already <laughs> they're already getting stampeded underfoot. So this is deliberate, as, as I say, to bring in other big programs. And the socialists are rubbing their hands in glee. And socialists, I've never met so many millionaires socialists in my life. They're all so happy and wealthy and all that. And so they keep to fawning over helping the people. And they certainly do help themselves to the things that the people from taxes, etc., and give themselves very good pay raises. And always celebrating themselves, getting, getting back to Ontario as an example, healthcare. I can remember quite a few quite a few years back reading an article and from the Crane Papers where Ontario and the same Ontario that's decided not to treat certain folk over a certain age or whatever bu- 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 bioethics, you see, it's cost effectiveness. Stop thinking about people as with like real valuable creatures and see it with practicality, you know. Just give treatment to those people we think could survive Or, or maybe more, they're more essential to the community hmm. ah. Or the UN definition of a good citizen A good producer and consumer And pensioners are just consumers You see Click, click, click in the brain, eh? Back in Remember Ontario Put $40 million a year to tell the people how great the system, the healthcare system was. Why didn't it put that 40 million dollars into the healthcare system? The system we're living in is com- an alien system to what you're brainwashed to believe it is. It really is. So, a lot of things will happen with this supposed thing. pandemic. As I say, we can't get any real data on facts. And we're saying, well, what's causing the big, big, big problem in Italy, et cetera, et cetera? Do you think it's just a, a, a massive retirement home or something? Is that what? They're, no, they're not saying that at all. But they do have a lot of Chinese people there too. that are into that whole area where it's happening, for the big factories, and the cheap labor for uh, huge leather factories and so. We just don't. They won't get. We won't get any real information. You understand? Because this this is meant to terrify everybody, including those who who are less likely to get it. And why would you offer uh, cheap flights now that the students are off uh, and the airlines are hurting? Cheap flights to all across the world. Very cheap for the students. First time offer, eh? Even though they'll say the stu- if you come back, you know, there's a good chance. That- China said this, that there's a younger people who were spreading it all through society <laughs> and not feeling the symptoms. They were the cause of most spread. And your governments then help subsidise airlines to make students rather than have them poor souls get bored, go across the planet, for the party, to have fun, and all that, and then come back at this at, during a supposed worldwide pandemic. But no, Conan Doyle said Disney's novels with Sherlock Holmes. When you when you I'm paraphrasing, but when you've examined all the clues and and all all the, the causes and all the people involved and so on. When you examined them all And it doesn't fit the, the, the bill Of why this has happened Then then, then And you look at all the possible then and, and toss them all out Then only that which is inside The impossible must be true And yes This is all deliberate There's no doubt about it And too many folk have too much to gain On a, a massive so, a world social um, Agenda really And they're not shy in telling you If you really know where to look Anyway, here's a few articles I'll just get off. And just to show you. Eh? This is from MIT. To stop coronavirus, we need to radically change almost everything we do. Isn't that just ring our bell if we've been talking about? How we work, exercise, socialize, shop, manage our health, educate our children. I hate the word kids. Kid is a small goat, Remember. Take care of family members, which, if you see like sort a goat, then you're dehumanizing them. We all want things to go back to normal quickly. What was normal for most folk? But what most of us have probably not real, we soon will realize is that things won't go back to normal after a few weeks or even a, a few months. Some things never will. And they, they give you all their coverage of the coronavirus 19 or COVID 19. For free, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and give you, but it's, they say it's now widely agreed, even by Britain, finally, that every country needs to flatten the curve, impose social distancing, to slow the spread the virus, so that numbers of people sick at once doesn't cause the healthcare system to collapse, as it is threatened to do in Italy right now. That means the pandemic needs to last at a low level until either enough people have had COVID-19 to leave most immune. They're telling me, but I think they have you noticed that they can't explain it? People can't get meanings across these days. I've really noticed an awful lot of that. So that enough people, right, uh, to leave most immune. So, and there, is that what I'm trying to tell you, that most folk have to, have to get it? Is that what he's trying to say? You have to think for them, you know? It says, assuming immunity lasts for years, well, which we don't know. So why, why assume it in the first place if you don't know? If it's a brand new thing, it's not behaving like other ones, or there's a vaccine? You see. Then they go on about limiting meetings to ten people and blah 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 blah, all that kind of stuff. But the message really is, it's not ever going to be the same. Well, the banks are collapsing. Hmm? And the collapse two thousand seven eight and eight not because it had to happen, it's because it was a political decision at the top to make it happen. And I know people in Switzerland who work in the banking industry. and I asked one of them uh, how they happen these bank collapses, and just to get their, their take on it. And it's, that's what it was said. He you know, talked to the top head of one of the top banks, so on, very high bank, and who and said it was a political decision. Always done for other reasons, but not because they have to do it. You understand? If nothing's backed by anything, you, you, you can play the game forever, and never, never. That's what I, that's what Greenspan said. He said we can never really collapse. He says we can just keep printing money up. They don't even print it now. They're even printing now. They just punch in digits into computers and special people that that literally are magicians or have the authority to just punch them in. And okay, yeah. And there's nothing real about anything, except the effects that you're all getting screwed. So anyway, um, that's that one there. And the coronavirus pandemic, uh, the real danger is Agenda ID 2020. That is the name of it. And um, that's a Global Research that did articles on it. and. Anyway, and and yes, even with different sites that you might not even agree with or whatever It's occasionally good to look at all information regardless Check it out and see if it's true or whatever Because a lot of people are looking at things that you're not looking at It seems the more there is written about the causes of the coronavirus The more the written analysis are overshadowed by a propaganda and fear-mongering pipe Questions for the truth and arguments for where to look For the origins and how the virus may have spread And how to combat it Are lost in the noise of wanton chaos But isn't that what the black men Behind this intended pandemic want? Chaos, panic, hopelessness Leading to human vulnerability uh, People becoming easy prey for manipulation Well, that's what terror is for, you see Hmm. So, But there's, there's such a program as, so say, Agenda ID 2020. And you'll see the usual characters involved in, uh, in their agenda, real ID for everybody, they call it, you know. And you'll have your number, and something already, it's already up and running for people who want it, who who join it. Eh? So there you go, and um, that'll be used for everything. Just like the old science fictions had you down with barcodes and stuff or, or chips, so here it comes, it's all there. So it's not a surprise. A lot, a lot of people run for it. Actually, a lot of youngsters will run for it, thinking it's cool. You know, I got my. I remember doing an article when the chip was put under the skin, and maybe ten years ago or more, uh, as a test run for a big company that had uh, nightclubs and things and, and dance clubs, and, and uh, you could go in there and get the little chip under your under your arm, and in the forearm, and it would uh, be charged like a credit card. They would charge it just a a scanner over the top of it. With so many credits for the bar and you you, did, you went up there to get something you just swiped your arm and you'd show off to your girlfriend you know and uh, until the, a month later you know the thing's getting uh, you, you swipe the the, the thing has a big boil over it <laughs> it doesn't look that appealing <laughs> anymore to the girlfriend but you know. never mind about the realities but anyway that's how they're going to go with all this stuff and people anything that's cool like that you always get a certain segment of society uh, that goes ahead first, you see, to be cool, to be noticed. Until everybody's the same as them, then they're just one in the crew. It's like it's like the tattoos. The whole the whole fad was pushed. I remember doing a program years ago, but who was pushing it? and The TV shows are pushing, blah blah blah, blah. and and then they all start getting these tattoos, you see, and it it came from be, being on their derrières apparently for the women, to, uh, uh, to 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 copy them in their arms, and then eventually they get them on their faces and in the avant-garde always i'm more cool i've got more tattoo until everybody's got them then they're just one of the crowd then you see and then you have virus stricken iran comes in the form of more sanctions that's the u.s help to iran as more sanctions as they're down yada, yada. terrible it's, it's really horrific if you and you, you know what i saw too I'm sure you saw it in the newspapers that the people who really are trying to help the people in that of that poor area of Italy that's been heavily, heavily hit. The, the, the big, big Chinese jets were coming in with full te- medical teams, nursing teams, who've already been been working with their own uh, pandemics, and with massive crates of of medical supplies and medications and all the stuff that you need and gowns and masks and everything, and gloves, and, and to help the... Well, that, that, that is something. Because who else... What Western countries are going to this land to help each other? Even their own people. Think about that, folks. What is that? What a statement to me. Of course, China's making out of it. With, with their post photographs and stuff. But that's what all countries would do. But th- there they are. Someone's... someone's go- I, I feel so sorry for Italy because... And again, it tells you the way how the Western societies have been They've had a war on them Even before World War II's times. massive war on the culture And the people planned, directed, and managed And financed Didn't happen by itself and I read about two other doctors That come out see, who, Who's rushing in To help the, the, the Italians In their own countries And around their own areas Doctors who are in their 70s and 80s who are retired have come in to help because the young folk are staying away. What you read right now is so important to understand what's happening and hence what has happened to values of all kinds. And a lot of nursing staff, too, are, are just keeping away or going off sick because they're terrified. Just terrified. Here's people who literally They know they'll probably die And they've already got doctors There were some articles there the other day, Who did come back to help And they're dead With the virus, supposedly. So we're told the virus That's a sad, sad comment right there And yet Chinese are coming in with teams What does that say about the West? The West is still squabbling Especially the States and Canada Over who's, what company what foreign, let's put, what foreign company is going to get All the contracts for 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 either um, antiviral drugs, and uh, in, in a kind of subsequent vaccinations that come along the pike or whatever, as opposed to just helping the people with what's available right now and taking the vac the the, the viral antivirals from wherever they can get etc. Even supply face masks and so on. You would you already asked ask China or somebody else to make them for you. How come? Are are we just too stupid? We don't make we can't make anything anymore. No, the agenda is that you're not going to make anything anymore. Except debt, of course. That's your free trade agreements. Anyway, Fed relaunches crisis-era lending program to aid companies facing pandemic credit crunches, it says here. You can believe that as much as you want, because there's always incredible conditions. Not everybody gets help at all. Big one for Canada, too, in the States. With Canada, big banks are working together to limit hours and they're closing down a lot of their branches, so it's going to be harder to get bank and help. It's amazing, too, that, 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 that to make things harder and harder and harder, to keep any kind of, not, not just your economy going, but your personal survival going. Hmm? I think that's accidental. So you have a Canadian Bankers Association. By the way, Canada is still paying off the money they borrowed from the US uh, Federal Reserve, because mm-hmm. Canadian banks were bailed out with 2007 and seven and eight. And they were given special drawing rights, like they did to all the banks that America. Got from the Federal Reserve. Well, Canada was was lumped in there too, all the big banks, and we still haven't paid off that. And then they get hit with this. You, you, of course, there's there's going to, now whether to take the bail-ins now. I don't know. As opposed to the bailouts, because we all signed on to them, didn't we? And for wouldn't believe it at the time, so that so the excuse given is to limit. Uh, Public health uh, officials are urging to limit contact with others in effort to limit the threat of of the novel coronavirus. I remember too uh, reading uh, just a few days ago from a health site from the government here in Ontario and from the north for Sudbury, they said that. Uh, or be afraid! And this woman, this woman who was in charge. Said, I'm not going to beat around the bush. She said, "I'm going to be, you know, you try to get you really, you know, on board with the whole thing. This is going to be really, really bad. Blah, blah, blah. You got to do this. You got to do that. etcetera, et, cetera, et cetera. And and all the hype is going on. And then she said, uh, "At present, right after telling you all to try and stay at home and all the rest of it." And the businesses are all shut down Westerns are all closed At present, there's no uh, community spread In Sudbury There's no community spread Well, if there's any spread, it must be from folk Still coming in from outside Way outside See how they rephrase things around and say We're still bringing people in From all over And folk get connecting flights from Toronto From here, but they're coming from all over (laughs) The infected areas too First law you stop all that, you protect the healthy population, that's the first law, hasn't been done at all, including the fact that Justin Trudeau said it was racist to, to, to stop people coming in. Well, you can believe that if you want, and you can believe that he really means that, for the reasons you think it is, no, no, there's something else afoot here, obviously, it's meant to happen. And about the same woman who wrote the article for the government, who's in charge of it, woolly Frontier, she says, uh, after telling there's no community spread in, in Sudbury, as we're all supposed to stay home, blah, 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 she says that it will, it will uh, spike, you know, maybe next week or whatever. But they just know, if no community spread, is suddenly going to go, woof! Now, that can only happen in two ways either a lot of folk are going to get dumped in your midst with it, which they know they're going to dump and they know that they've got it, huh? Or, something's going to get released. What else could it be? These are the people who couldn't t- t- tell you a good bet on a racetrack, you know, but they can just know that when there's no community. but they just know, they to just know that there's going to be a massive spike in about a week to a week and a half. It's just, you know, no community spread, but it's going to be here. Well, what do they know that we don't know? Well, the, that's the two things. Either a lot is going to get dumped right here with, of infected people, obviously, that's what it would take, or else it would be released. What, what else are you going to do? To know that, to just know that, hmm? When you've got literally a martial law type scenarios And shut everything down Including nothing in the stores And you're sitting waiting for what, you're, you're waiting for people to just get And people are losing it A lot of folk just can't take this kind of stress And they crack up That is happening And the, you know, the, the this incessant drumbeat from the media Oh no no Mm 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 all, all intentional, folks. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy for government, especially in socialised countries, to say they're there now, don't worry, we've got this plan here, and there'll be representatives who'll set up stalls or whatever, or food, blah, 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 once a week, or whatever, in that town, blah, blah, and don't worry, you won't be left without. So easy to do, but no. The message is be petrified, go home, quarantine, and no mention about following up for food, paying electricity, or anything else. Or how would you even play? This is Article Two. Is um, Jackson Dockert, his name is Dockert. That's how you pronounce it in Britain, I think Jackson Dockert on COVID 19. Canada's experiment in good faith may lead to catastrophe. Because that's a oh, good faith, you know, people will just be sensible. If we're going to use the honour system to prevent Canada from meeting the same fate as Europe, everyone needs to take the community obligations seriously. That's see, the bit, they don't be cancelling big meetings and things, but I think if we would take it seriously and be much more obedient, if they knew that, that we're, we weren't all going to get left without <laughs> things to eat, as an example, just basic stuff like that, you know, might be important. This is how great our health system is here, that spends 40 million a year and tell you how good it is. This is just Ontario, right? Canadian, it's a really nice looking young girl too, and woman. Canadian has a brain of a 70 year old, after flawed tests let disease go undiagnosed for years. That gives you confidence by going to a hospital here. The same hospital, that discharged me before a week was out, when I was told when I'm going to end and I'd be here for an awful long time, they expect me no get out at all. <laughs> And I was discharged without the medications to save my life, but I to get myself, which I did. So it said, a young Canadian woman has been left with the brain of a 70-year-old after suffering from Lyme's disease for more than seven years without treatment because she says tests failed to give her a proper diagnosis. So she's from St. Catharines, Ontario, was bitten by a tick in 2013 at the age of 17, but didn't think much of it at the time. Then she noticed the tick on her leg as she sat by the pool but simply plucked it off and moved on. Not even sure if I told the parents what was happening. So on. now she's 24 years old. She said, I um, did not think it was a big deal. And about a week later, she started to feel ill. The normally energy cheerleader and soccer player began to feel weak but chalked it up to having the flu. Falling apart, she said. Doctors continued prescribing her different uh, antibiotics, but nothing seemed to help. No idea what was going on. I thought maybe it was my head. I was getting pretty upset, and so on. Three years later, after doing some research of her own, she thought she'd get some answers when she was tested for Lyme disease in St. Catharines in Ontario. But I was disappointed when the results came back negative. She wasn't aware at the time. That a US $1,100 test from the United States would give her a more accurate result and tell her that she didn't have the disease. The, the, the tests that you hear are rubbish, absolute rubbish. It would be another three years before Kent was finally diagnosed through testing conducted outside Canada. Five years, another three years, it's this year. <laughs> Similarly, thousands of Canadians who, who were misdiagnosed or have gone undiagnosed for Lyme disease and their nervous systems uh, start breaking down too with it. Despite constantly feeling ill, moved to London, England in 2014 to go into media and and fashion. About a year in London, she went backpacking to several countries, said she would often see doctors along the way. And then um, she went back to Ontario 2016, saw numerous doctors, none of them, she said, mentioned the possibility that she contracted Lyme disease so that she started to, uh, you get brain fog with it, you really start, it's like a pre-CNL, like in case when it starts taking off, hitting your nervous system, struggling putting sentences together, couldn't read a book, etc., the family and everybody else knows she was mumbling, she couldn't really pronounce things, losing memory, developed insomnia, experienced heart palpitations, and began uh, f- failing too uh, altogether. Anyway. She started to do her own research in between doctors, and then she came to the conclusion she could have Lyme disease. And Eventually, she sent tests off to the states, came back positive, came back positive again. And uh, we they're more, way more detailed, intricate, and better tests in the US than with what they have in Canada. They see if they did it properly, they'd have to treat you, it costs money. I'm not kidding you, this is in the article too. That's that's really. What happens. Eh? Everything. I'm not kidding. This is the real system here. It's, it's pretty scary, in fact. It's nothing to do with with the doctor, the nurse, the nurses, especially. They're treating you, but they, they did their best. But the fact is, the policies of these these hospitals are disgusting. And we'll have a little bit from uh, Sir Humphrey Appleby. He's the Machiavellian senior civil service in the hit 1980s British sitcom called uh, Yes Minister, about high high level uh, bureaucrats, really. And he once famously commented that one should never believe anything until it's been officially denied by the government. And that's where we are today. They officially deny everything until they tell you I'll be terrified when they admit to it. <laughs> it's all done by a design there. No got here too. Another great one in Ontario, just to give you confidence about the hospital. COVID nineteen patient in Ontario has died, Health Minister says. And this is Justin Elliott addressed the fatal Muskoka. It's the area in south of me, Muskoka region. Adding that it, it's unclear at this time where the novel coronavirus is in fact the cause of death. So he, here's your confusing, right? The headline says "COVID-19 patient Ontario has died," health minister says, and then it's unclear at this time where the novel coronavirus is in fact the cause of death. Right? There's been a death. Mm, okay, that's a big statement. I'm very. That's why you get specialists. Uh, well, they're not even. They're really appointed as ministers. Like politicians, I'm very sorry and extend my uh, condolences to this person's family. She said, "We've asked for the assistance of the coroner's office to do a complete examination and investigation to determine where this person died because of COVID or with, or with COVID." She says, "says the uh, the man, the spokesperson for Elliot, the man who ne- was never listed as a confirmed case before he died." <laughs> you know, it was you love the, how precise things are here. Before it, rather he was under investigation for virus COVID nineteen, it was just dis- uh, but that was discovered after his death. <laughs> it's more and more confused the more you read. I think folk don't know how he's he put things across now. And um, the seventy seven year old man could be the first COVID nineteen related death in the province. Could be if they could find out if he had it before he died or no. And. Uh, it really gives you confidence where they can't tell you that they can't decide that eh, for to, for a newspaper article, breaking news. eh? And that's CTV news. It's not a little Mickey Mouse operation. And I've noticed that with so many articles now, you just you can't make head nor tails of them because of the way things are written. So a patient in Ontario has died. Health Minister says, okay, COVID nineteen patient. Unclear if he died of disease or if that was a cause of death. Well, why don't you just wait and see and, and then do the proper stuff and find out and before you do that kind of thing. Uh, so any, anyway, here's another article, too, a visual guide on coronavirus infection symptoms of COVID-19 and effects of the virus inside the body, it says. And even these are also massively varied too, by the way. As I say, they could encompass a whole bunch of other diseases and flus. Uh, the other day, of course, they all, every paper went on board with it immediately Diarrhea and loss of appetite could be early symptoms of coronavirus As scientists find almost half of patients experience one or more digestive symptoms And, and you find, too, how many folk had digestive symptoms before they got the virus As, as a problem, like a habitual problem eh? Who knows? I mean, they don't tell you that so the study of Saturn and Wuhan residents revealed 48.5% had digestive symptoms. Rather than say digestive abnormality symptoms, or whatever. We all have digestive symptoms, you know, otherwise we'd be dead. And there'd be no digestion going on. It says, must also have normal respiratory issues, but uh, seven people did not, right? So some, some of them have their respiratory symptoms, but seven didn't. Those with the digestive symptoms are less likely to be successfully treated and discharged compared to those with just respiratory symptoms. And again, why would that be? Why would your digestive symptoms be more likely to cause you to die? Well, maybe they cleaned out the stores and there's no food. Huh? I mean, we're left wondering here. That's mail online It says here. Diarrhea, vomiting, and loss of appetite could be a symptom of coronavirus It could also be a symptom of a whole bunch of other ones, you know uh, you, you get that too, with that Norwalk virus That goes around every year, and other flus and things Uh-huh, there you are and in, in a Europe closed down by the virus, the EU opens its doors to the US Army That's a quite interesting article Could defend or become the invader of Europe? Who knows? I know that the military, uh, the US, has been stepping up the military before this to surround Russia again, of course. And as the wars, you know, as as the big corporations that run the countries the, the military industrial complex, they really missed the Cold War, so they had to re- remake it again. I gave a talk in the nineties that would happen that that's exactly what would happen in fact the late 90s is you know if they want to an enemy to get missiles race for missiles and expensive jets and all that going on again then uh, they'll have to resuscitate and revive the bad bear the russia bear the bad bear russia and that's eventually what they did of course another article here about uh, extraordinary decisions facing italian doctors and that was about how they're overwhelmed And again, they put it down to bioethics Once it comes down to uh, And a situation ethics too You know, we well, have only got so many things They have to treat people with Who will we treat? You know, da, 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 da. And that's that's where it is eh? And a lot of folk, young folk Are going along with this thing oh, It's okay You kill little folk off and, and they've got their memes on the internet About it too but they have to remember that every big revolution doesn't stop with the initial target. Eventually they take in different sections above and below them, step by step by step. Another thing I found too is in China studies, they, they found that people with uh, type A blood, again, were less likely, had, had more a chance of getting to be more severe or dying with it. Hmm there's interesting little bits of if they're confirmed again with more testing in other countries, It'd be interesting to see and you can also get a breakdown in the countries that obviously have uh, a higher percentage of type A blood people and, and uh, you, you get ideas of things of how things will work out perhaps, but there's many other factors involved too so if you've if you got type, type A with heartburn you better get some, you know, anti-acids very quickly, <laughs> I think maybe who knows, who knows, eh, because you you you'll probably find other things that'll come out next week with different kinds of blood types being the more predominant, to have bad, bad effects from it all, who knows, everybody gets in the act when it's, every specialist out there gets a name out there, it's probably the time in history they'll ever hear to get their name printed anywhere, as they, the distrust in public authorities, that was Paul Craig, Roberts. he has got an article, have we brewed a whirlwind, he says. The destruction of the system in the West can we even manage it pretty well? Signs and symptoms again, eh? And this is from CTV News again, given to them by I guess some other specialist. It says here that uh, the top signs and symptoms. Right here, you go. This is why you pay specialists. You might have a fever. These are what you might have, right? Remember, uh, even when you get trained in medicine. They give you a whole host of signs and symptoms, but you, and a lot of them forget that doctors too. But they used to be it used to be stressed that the signs and symptoms you won't get them all at the same time. it would be very unique to have a patient with all the signs and symptoms for that disease. Hmm? And what you're getting today too, getting, most folk today are, are being told, in the West, especially, been told, oh, if, you, if you've got a little fever, a little cough. Uh, self-isolate for so many days You see, at home And then it breaks out in the paper They end up having to get to Take it into emergency eventually Or intensive care because they're dying at home uh, 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 <laughs> It doesn't spark confidence to me So fever, cough dif- And then difficulty breathing, right? Pneumonia the Pneumonia is really an effect that happens of it—it it just means your lungs uh, are, are filling up with, with with basically blood, in a sense. Uh, if it's viral pneumonia, and it's your immune response to this disease, uh, that c- they can kill you. Right? It can make you very ill, it, or if not, kill you. In fact, and that's why the antivirals can then try. Uh, fool the body uh, that the thing isn't as bad or uh, or isn't even present in the body that's what you're trying to tell you know, all the different uh, response mechanisms in your body, just ignore it and, and so you can breathe etc and if that doesn't happen your, your lungs are overwhelmed with massive blood running in with all the different cells and so on That there are killer cells and and phagocytes and leukocytes etc all the different sites eh? And it's not a tourist guide to all these sites, it's just things your body happens to send there. Anyway, here we go again. So, pneumonia is a response to something, it's a condition, you might say. Bacterial pneumonia is a bit different with the, the dirty sputum and so on too, but similarly, um, you, you can get a breath eventually. Uh, the that the alveolar tissue, are pretty thin walled tissues for oxygen to, to pass through and and your CO two come out and all that. Then you, before they give you your CO two bill, and if they get damaged, which they do with this kind of thing, then you get fewer and fewer cells that are working for exchange, and that's what causes the problem. Sometimes you've seen them on. You've probably seen them in Italy. People are on their on their bellies with the the tubes on on, on their front, their faces, But they're bellies to try to help them breathe easier because the the pressure's bad enough on the lungs. And often they feel a bit more uh, ability to to breathe better and expand the lungs to get the air in when they're lying on their chest and extend. Then the other symptoms you might have, right? And remember too, fever, cough, difficulty breathing, pneumonia can happen with other (laughs) other things as well. So tiredness is another symptom. But anything too that's like an infection wears you down, you get tired. Aches and pains, well, that could be anything, eh? Nasal congestion or runny nose. It could be be a, could be a cold or just a cold day. Or an allergy, a sore throat or diarrhea, see? And um, then if it's getting worse, you see, they have difficulty breathing or, or shortness of breath. Persistent pain or pressure in the chest, which could be other things too, include a heart condition. New confusion or new confusion or inability to arouse. And bluish lips or face, which obviously is not healthy. But so you got a whole bunch of things uh, that could or couldn't be. But the only way they can retell, as I say, is with a proper working uh, and accurate test, obviously. right? So uh, like the previous flus, as I say, they often just lump them all down as a particular strain. And it's presumed. And you often find the games that governments play with the term presumed, and the presumption eventually vanishes as they want to show that, the, for one reason or another, that there's actually more of a particular thing which they want to believe exists. And it's not necessarily the case if they hadn't had the test. Um, we know that Italy surpassed China's death toll, despite having fewer confirmed cases. And there's another spike happening right now, apparently, in Italy. Uh, pandemics do; they can come and go and and rise and fall Is the idea too? Ontario declares a state of emergency amid the pandemic. Uh, CTV News again. It says this is a decision not made lightly. It says, and once again, you're left with, well, what do we do? Just go to your homes and sit there and stay there? Is it or? Hmm? Are you supposed to be? There? But they certainly, and they, they tell you what they're closed, which is pretty well everything, pretty well. But they don't tell you uh, how how life is still going to go on. as hmm? says and like like everywhere else, Ontario has set aside a one hundred million dollar contingency fund, and, and contingency for what though? And is receiving two hundred million dollars from the federal government. Used to open seventy five more critical care beds in hospital, as well as five hundred post acute care beds to help hospitals set up 25 more COVID-19 assessment centers. Uh, So this is gonna cost $300 million for Ontario. 300 million, right? For 75 more critical care beds in hospitals. And 500 post-acute care beds to help hospitals set up 25% more. I mean, really they should have more post-acute care beds anyway in hospitals. So they're really making up for things they know they should have had before. You, you get post-acute and lots of things. But 75 uh, critical care beds, eh? Mm-mm-mm. Money, you know, when, when government does anything, I, you probably see it when it comes holiday time for students. I can remember years ago reading articles articles where they, they, they would have amazing things like the Ontario government is giving it be about 16 or $17 million effort to set up. Uh, look at one of these quasi-private uh, window-cleaning companies, yeah. They would employ 11 students. For how many millions was this? Yeah? What are they paying them? Well, of course, the money never gets to the bottom. I mean, the money goes, we're living in an awfully corrupt system, folks. We, we truly are, you know. And the last people who you want efficiency, you'll get from, are bureaucrats, and petty bureaucrats who run government, uh, political scenes as well. Other article: the Canada-US border is not securable and has never been, especially during a pandemic, because they're letting them cross back and forth. For it's a political thing that's been going on for the last few years. With uh, the, the, um, the we used to call them legal aliens, that simply jump the queue. And, uh, and makes a farce of the folk who apply in their own countries legally And wait and see what happens These ones are basically just come in and say Well, you're getting us whether you like it or not And they just walk across from the States to Canada And back and forth all the time The cops just stand by and watch them What can you do? And it's from a place in Quebec mainly It's all been happening for years now It's a, it's a complete farce, you know And then you have... Um, a story for the states, really, and Canada, or anywhere, it pays to be rich during a pandemic. Now, the wealthy, powerful, and connected are exploiting the loopholes in our healthcare system. And yes, there's nothing new in any of that, of course. But they, yeah, they, don't, they have no problem getting test kits for all the wealthy or the or celebrities. It's just instant, even even football teams, in fact, because you know they're they're worth a lot of money. But you just can't get the kits for, for, the, the, for the normal folk. And back in Pennsylvania, as I said, I talked to a person there, and it said about the, the numbers in different parts of the, 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 the... There's a few counties there. And they said that, that uh, these were all... They, they had put them down as coronavirus, but... And this was, this was like confirmed cases. pretty well. That's how they were putting the articles across. But at the end of the article, it said we shall know more when we get the first the first actual test kits on the twenty third. They haven't got the kits yet. How could they be getting confirmed? understand all this nonsense going on right now. And again, let's, like, why don't they give the the completely published, up to date, published versions of uh, regular the regular average, average flu cases that they get in every year? what they are at the moment because I say there's two more there's two, at least two more different uh flu flu's going around different kinds of, which came out of china supposedly um about the same time just after we were, just after the virus broke out or two more flus broke out to confuse things even more and i'm sure it's all over here too so but if you put them all down without kits, then it's <laughs> quite a that's quite a pot puree, you might say, or a mosaic of guesses, in a sense, isn't it? So, obviously, to me, to me, obviously, it's a massive agenda because there's so many ifs and, and iffy things involved here, uh, and it's been planned from the very top, with all the NATO countries obviously involved, heavily involved in it, on board together with the exact same step by step by step, first first uh, ignore it and and then have the press lambast anybody who mentions it from the supposed uh, alternate sites, and then you come in and then you then you give the permission for the press to go into overdrive and terrify the public, which they do quite happily much more than conspiracy sites did. And then you go on from there, step by step by step. That's how it's done. Uh, let the prisoners out of prisons, which they're all doing, and and even tell tell the same prisoners in the papers on the, all the, all the newspapers that the police have been told not to arrest them if they get involved in in certain areas of crime. So if you're a criminal and, and you get into the gangs again, once you're out there. Uh, you're not going to get arrested, they all know that And it's going to be permanent Christmas time In the middle of summer when it comes along uh, Because they've been told they're not going to get arrested Well, when that all happens Then the troops will have to come out and deal with things too You see You, you kind of see where it's all planned to go, don't you? Hmm? Don't you think so? Who knows, maybe prison's going to be the only safe place to be eventually Because there'll be no prisoners there But uh, you might still get some three meals a day because at the moment, everybody's scratching their heads with bare shells everywhere in Europe here and everywhere else. What on earth are they going to do, right? Huh? What are you, you, you going to do? I can imagine, you could do a really good a kind of a dark comedy about this, in a sense. There's so many aspects of it. Where you would have, have big, big, massive drones going over the cities, etc., after they petrify the public and terrify them and into bulk buying like never before of everything that they need and so on. And, uh, and then they'll say, We must take in food. You've cleaned out the country. It's an emergency thing. We're taking the food off you. And they fly over you, and this he's got massive electromagnets hanging. And you see billions of cans just go flying through rooftops, zapping up to this thing. Happy you could do. Yeah, it's funny how your mind works sometimes because I, I get little pictures like that, with the kind of things that they're telling us. But uh, but yeah, it, it's so obvious that, that people have no confidence in governments in the West because the governments have given us no reason to ever trust them. In a fact. And things will get rather nasty, so don't lose your don't lose your cool folks because folk are cracking up now they, they, they really believe they're in a the movie now. The movies never end up well. Have you noticed all these movies so folk are, are terrified and it's working awfully well by those in charge of it and um, and everybody will do their parts, the police will do their part. And they will go overboard as the public get nastier towards them when they're denied entrance for the second time or tenth time that day into the same store for food. Uh, and that's happening already in a sense. Things like that. And then they expect the police might start getting sick with it and they want time off as well. And believe you me, there's a lot of folk come down not through, through, from a virus in situations like that, but through terror, terror. If you want to get all the signs and symptoms there of fatigue and lethargy and so on, and just get constant stress for a while, a ter- terrible fear, and you'll, you'll, you'll start breaking down, you'll get the symptoms of it from, from the psychological effects of it. Terrible thing to have. And that'll go for police and everybody else as well because if they're married then they go home and their, or their wives are there, maybe be the police themselves, the wives, and that um, they're terrified of even bringing it home if they've got children. So it's a, it's a domino effect. That's how the things are designed to, to go. The military, will, just talk about it too, they'll come down with it. And I tell you, folk have no idea, the average people have no idea, none at all, of how to manage Self quarantine and and basically um, barrier techniques to ensure they don't get it. It's it's a very intensive way to what you clean and and even if you have gloves and you take this off and take that off, you, you do your shoes, you do everything. Where your shoes have walked, keep them outside your house. Blah 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 blah, and then sterilize the shoes and boots over it. You, you've got to, if you have two people, and you've one's a, what you, you call the dirty one, you're, and their one's a clean one, when the whole thing's open for the dirty one who puts things out, and you can't cross-contaminate. It's a highly intensive thing to know. Most folk can't manage it, and they don't know how to do it. And a lot of folk in the hospitals don't even know how to do it, folks. It's sad, very sad, but true. Because one tiny little things, we're told, eh? Uh, this, and you got the pictures almost emblazoned in your mind with with psychic driving, just like nine eleven towers, boom, boom, boom. You see this awful thing that, that you expect to come out of a kind of cartoon, or, or a Simpsons cartoon, and, and it's it's embedded in your brain, it's a got picture, you've got the thing blown up, this this big drawing of this thing, and everything you look at, huh? which is quite amazing. It's like the AIDS one, the, when the AIDS came out and it terrified the public then too. Uh, that the people thought they could get aids just from folk having uh, accidents and the car accidents and the thing that the, the ambulance drivers wouldn't go near them they were ter- because it was a brand new thing too and it was terrifying oh it could be airborne it could be this blah blah same kind of thing so so again psychic driving and so and again they, they did drawings for the, for the peasantry back then and, and um really good drawings big drawings for something that's half a page of this tiny, tiny little thing they thought was the virus for HIV, and they even said it, 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 it seemed to be part bacterium and part virus, like a virus said, oh my god, oh my, oh this is this brand new thing from outer space or something, you know, that's how it's put across to you. These are drawings, you know. artist renditions, probably from horror, horror comics, i imagine. And that's how they terrified the public back then. But literally, poor souls were getting accidents. And ambulance drivers, they, they were petrified. They said, oh, my God, you know, you know because of the same thing, oh, we're all going to die. And the World Health Organization was going overboard. Oh, yeah, in about five years' time, six years, ten years at the max, 95% of the folk will have this virus, etc., cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, And here you go again, eh? There you go. But again, no one will dare say to the biolabs, you know, this, this is enough. The people aren't ha- going to have this anymore. And stop churning out these scientists that literally make a living getting paid to find pretended ways to. Well, if this virus decides, look at it what was intelligent or if this decides to mutate 10 different steps here into this or that, well, we might be ready for it by, by making it happen first mean inventing it, huh? And since we all have a say on li- life on the planet Maybe we should start saying that's enough That's enough hmm? And it's not just level 4 biolabs that do this Level 3 are doing them too Some of these, these countries can actually do it in a kitchen, folks Create things like that oh. There you go Anyway, don't be panicking Keep in touch with your buddies. Mm-hmm. Help each other out in these times which are not good at all for us. And we'll get through it one way or another. We don't, we have no say in the matter. For those who are tracking up, we're, we're all in the same boat. When the power's been taken out of your hands, for most things, you can you gotta keep your head and just do basic, basic survival and get day, along day to, by day, that's all you can do. Because this was planned, I'm sure, a long time ago. If it wasn't this time, something would be released down the road, etc. As you know, because the economy's been kaput for a while. Uh, They want us into austerity. They've been talking about forcing us into austerity for years, so they control us all, and less children in the West, etc. And, as I say, the the banks are just, you know, they're jokes. If they're backed by nothing and they keep telling us we're in debt all the time, and they keep devaluing the price of your currency, so you need more and more of the same dollars or pounds to pay for whatever. Um, It's not meant to go on forever that way. The control freaks could make it go on forever and even give you more bang for your buck, but no. We are controlled that minutely. Money rules everything. That's what old Rothschild said a long time ago. He didn't care who appointed people as leaders or kings or queens. As long as he had control over the money, he says they all belong to me. They do what I tell them. Money controls. That's it. that's kind of paraphrasing. But that's what he said in his own memoirs. Money's the key to things, and you can force folk to do anything, even get rid of their own children if need be, for economic reasons. That's part that's taught in sociology, and of course, naturally. So keep cool and look after each other because it's all it's all we have really, isn't it? And I'll get in touch next week again. Do your basic cautions and uh, we'll come through it. Okay? I'm Alan to Canada, and it's good night, and God or your God's go with you.